It's another edition of Riding Home on Dog Post. Dean Leggy, Matt DeBerry, Dylan Weber. Uh, camp, fall camp is is over now, right? I mean, I would say the season is here. Yeah, because fall camp I don't feel is the season, but I would say now the season is here. The scrimmage will serve as a as a game, I guess, in theory, uh, this weekend. Uh, school class has classes started at Georgia. Um, and then they basically will act like the 24th is an off weekend. Uh, they'll probably watch the Gators play Miami, which is kind of going to be interesting all of a sudden to Beat me. Beat Miami. I don't buy that. The Gators are going to destroy Miami, yeah, I, I think, think so. Yeah. All right, Dylan. Well, I was going to say, Dylan, you've been there the most. I think we've all been there about the same. Yeah. What What's there. stuck out to y'all, generally speaking? Uh, Matt, go ahead and go first. Um Again, we said this a lot last year, too, but the size of these guys really stood out. The first day I was at practice, I mean, the offensive line is big. Everyone knows they're one of the best in the country, but those guys are mountains. They are really, really big. Isaiah Wilson, we saw him again yesterday. Not the same player he was, you know, two years ago when he came in. He looks great. He looks slim um, and just looks to be in really, really good shape. Andrew Thomas the same way. And then depth along the defense, a lot of young guys are going to push for playing time. So overall size of the team, especially on the offensive line, and just depth on the defense in general. And, you know, each position group, I feel like, is you know, has more depth now than it has the past few years. I, building on the size thing, I, especially when you look at the guys who are sophomores now compared to freshmen, I think you see, like, a huge difference in some of them. I mean, they're now more than a year into the program. The one who stuck out to me, Channing Tindall, I mean, he looked way bigger to me than I remember from last year. He's a guy I wrote about yesterday, too. And Channing Tindall looks really, really good um, in pads, outside of pads. Played a little bit yesterday, but like you said, Dylan, he is uh, a guy who stood out to me as well. Uh... I guess it's the same thing over and over again. Uh, we, we, maybe we got to get got to get out of our own, you know, bubble here. But they do look noticeably. It's it's just a big team, and then on on top of that, like the receivers are long and big. Yeah, well, yeah, I I talked about that a little bit yesterday. I mean, George Pickens six three, yeah. uh, Matt Lander six five, Tommy Bush six five. Um, Lawrence Cager, 6'5". Like, there's a lot of size out there. 6'5 is really big, but those three guys are legit 6'5". Yeah. I mean, George Pickens, I mean, people said he was 6'5 in high school, this and that, but he's not. Those three are. He's still a big guy, though. And I, of those four, you know, Tommy Bush probably won't play very much, but those other three are going to play a decent bit. And he's probably the fastest of those tall guys, too, is Tommy Bush. Kind of a forgotten guy, but... They do have some size there at receiver too. A lot of, you know, a lot of height, a lot of length, a lot of potential. I don't, you know, so we're what, what they, so we're a basically sixteen or so days away from from Georgia playing, uh, but college football will come in here pretty soon. You'll, you'll watch the Gators in, in Miami. I think there's a couple of one AA schools that are playing as well. I'm gonna go see uh, Carson Beck. I want to go see Kyle Sherman, who's coming back from an ACL. Going to see uh, Jordan Birch. You're going to see. I will go see Darnell Washington, Kylie Ringo on September 7th. I'll see Eric Gilbert next Thursday in eight days when we'll they see, kick off against Rome. We'll see Zach Evans live. Uh, we'll see Kendall Milton live. We'll see more of Tate Radledge. What 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 do you want to see, Dylan? Now you know this is your fourth year covering Georgia. What do you want to see when you go look at these prospects, knowing already? 
what Georgia has on the field because this isn't like the past where if you saw a George Pickens and compared him to the receivers that Georgia had much of the last decade, you would be in many ways, well, maybe George Pickens is a bad example, but Isaiah Wilson, Georgia just didn't have players like that in the past. What yeah. are you looking for when you go see, you know, you'll be the guy that sees Zach Evans. What are you expecting there? If he's, is it basically, is this kid as good as we think he is? I mean, you just, with a guy like him especially, you kind of expect just complete dominance. And maybe that's unfair, and it is in some of these cases when you go see a few of these kids. But I think with Zach Evans, I mean, with what we have heard, what we have seen on tape, at least a little bit, I don't think that's unfair to kind of expect from him um, just with all the hype around him. I mean, I think just complete and utter dominance. And for you, the basic comparison between Eric Gilbert and Darnell Washington will be complete by mid-September. Yes, I'll see them both. Obviously, I've seen Eric Gilbert play since he was a freshman, heard about him since middle school. So he's he's an absolute freak. Darnell Washington, taller, longer, and even bigger than Eric Gilbert. I don't think he can run the same type of routes. I don't think he's as fast. Um, But they're both really athletic. They're both just – physical guys who look like they could play in the SEC today. I I think Um, one other global thing here is that when you talk about the guys we listed, most of them are not, most of them are not committed. If Georgia does what we think they could do and maybe not run the table, but if they get a bunch of these kids, could they overtake uh, the number one spot? It's so tough. If Clemson lands Justin Flo, you know, another top, they who they should, another top five kid. And if they close well, it, it's still going to be really tough to beat them. But if Georgia runs the table and Clemson doesn't have as great a signing day, and again, it's August, there's so many things that can change. Georgia will have a decommitment or two, will gain some more. So a lot of moving parts there. But I do think Clemson will be the team that ends up with the, the number one recruiting class. But again, it doesn't even matter until a few years down the road. Everyone will remember Georgia's 2018 top-ranked class. A lot of that was because of Justin Fields, who's no longer here. A lot of that's right. because Brent Cox is no longer here. So Samir, who has not played. Georgia's 2017 recruiting class will make a bigger impact in Athens than the 2018 class will. But looking on paper, the 2018 class is number one. So, yeah, people love these, you know, where's my team ranked compared to everyone else. So I want to bring in the, the best class. But it, you can't really figure out which class was the best until they play college football, you know, for a few years. And then you go back and say, okay, who made the most impact? I mean, uh, Eric Stokes was a three-star, one of the lowest-rated kids in that class. Jordan Davis last year. Exactly. So, recruiting, you know, rankings are fun, and the the uh, dot coms need them, and the fans love to read about them. But it's not the end of the world if Clemson ends up with a better recruiting class than Georgia, as long as Georgia gets their guys which it looks like they're going to get most of the guys they want, that's really all you can ask for. I think the big thing, too, and I'll throw it back to Dylan for some more team stuff, too, in a second here, is that uh, the difference between Alabama and Georgia versus Clemson is this is for, this is the first time Clemson's recruited like this. Now, they've won national championships, no doubt, but those are those were based off of recruiting classes in the past and a heck of a job of developing kids. They, they have not missed very often. But – Georgia and Alabama have stockpiled things here for a long time run. And Clemson now is recruiting on the level that we haven't seen them recruit at. Yeah. They've been traditionally between 7 and 18. And it's worked for them because, as you've yeah. seen with Georgia and Alabama, if you bring in a number one, number two, number three recruiting class each and every year, you're going to get a lot of transfers. It happens. Yeah.
it definitely does. But back to the dogs of this year. Okay, so Jake did not play well on Saturday, generally speaking. The running backs, the, people don't even look at, we're on campus, people don't even look at crosswalks. They assume you will stop. Well, you, I, I mean, mean because, if, because honestly, and you're, this, you're this, supposed is from, to. this is from a student's uh, perspective, if you hit us, we're, college is free from there on. We're, we're set. If you hit us, that's your fault. It is, and you're the one who's crippled. Yep, but that's a lot of money, and I... Uh, I would get run over for half a million bucks. Yeah, easy, no doubt about it. Easy. Okay, back to... Uh, okay, I don't even know what to say about that. You would sacrifice your I'd break ability to walk? Yeah, for for a few months. You're not getting yeah. $500,000 for a broken leg. It depends man. on who you hits You hit me, me with a car, I'm getting $500,000 You need to talk to you. I mean, we're not going to specify insurance companies because we could have sponsors here shortly, but my insurance company is not about to pay you 500 G's because your leg is cracked. Well, Dylan well, might be the future money. lawyer, so he might know more yeah, than us. Yeah, you tell so. us. Give us the tort liability situation. We'll go back to the dogs in just a second. No, I want to know why your broken leg is worth half a million dollars. Because I have the right of way crossing the street. Well, and you this, this, this guy does not have no, right of way. No, that's different though. He's just walking in the street. That kid should be, yeah. That's... If I'm walking across a crosswalk and you run into me. First of all, I'm, I'm not even acting like, I, I, I don't resent crosswalks i'm all about them i'm just saying you know you're here at university of georgia the top 15 public school in this country you're just trusting that a car is going to stop no no okay but if you hit me i want that money and i would love that money what i'm not even getting into the millennial discussion such a i just like to throw that phrase out there it's such a ridiculous because nothing happened bad before the millennials because there were no stupid Stupid twenty-year-olds before the millennials. That's I was I was there in the nineties as a twenty-something, and it was full of stupidity. Let me tell you, we're gonna have so many Lollapalooza, Lollapalooza, so Lilla Fair. You don't think those things were were stupid? Well, they weren't that bad. But anyway, Jake Fromm struggles. Does it matter? No. You'd rather him not struggle, but it's hard to take it seriously. Yeah, you'd rather him not struggle, but you'd also rather not get hit by a car. But there's a consolation prize with it. Um, you know, he'll learn from it. He'll be fine. I, I don't think it's anything to worry does, does, about. Does, does, does anyone in the, in the car, is anyone a little bit, let me lay this out. Is anyone a little bit concerned that if, if Jake Fromm is known specifically for his ability to do certain things that are non-physical on the football field, in other words, get them in the right place, do this, do that. Is anyone concerned that he could get confused? Not at this point. No, I I'm not concerned with that. So y'all don't think that a college team could confuse him in any way from here on out? They can. Uh, Texas sure. confused him. Okay, that's my point. I'm yeah. sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it could happen, but... I don't know that Alabama... I, I would say he is him. probably one of the toughest quarterbacks in the country, if not the toughest, to confuse. Especially at this point, his junior season, he shouldn't be confused very much at all. But like that so he's not going to overwhelm you with physical tools. He it's I mean, he has a very good arm, etc. But that's not the number one thing he does. We are we have been told that his and and I think this is true. His IQ is better than his, his arm. His football yeah, aptitude yeah. is is off the charts. Get you but in the right play. What happens when you when for lack of a better term, what happens when you can't drive with your right hand as a basketball player? What happens when you have to go to your second move? 
What is Jake Fromm's second move, or, or in, in this case, maybe his fourth move? Um, he can always jump it down handing, to the backs. Yeah, yeah, is he handing it off? Where's DeAndre Swift's? Yeah. He's got the tools. He's I got just, the weapons. You know, this time of year, everyone is so optimistic, and I, and I, I just want to hedge only because – I know we're coming to the end of our riding home, but I just want to hedge just slightly and say – it's not always going to be uh, rainbows and unicorns. This is not going to be an easy season. It's going to be tough, and there will be some adversity. And and somewhere. Jake Jake is going to take the lion's share of the beating when something doesn't go right. Um, and I just am curious, uh, you know, what is the expectation? I mean, can he is 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 his aptitude so strong that he can't you know really do any wrong? Well, no. Right. Like, he, you know, it's not like he's going to be perfect. They need game. they need to win games that he doesn't play well in. Yeah. I don't think anyone's ex- but they but they have not done that a lot at Georgia. No, I mean we look at the Auburn game from a couple years ago. He right. did not play well there. LSU. LSU. He played really not well and they lost bad. That was his worst game. This team should not get blown out like they did against LSU or Auburn. But he's not going to put up Heisman numbers. It's I don't think anyone's to, expecting the, him. To, the LSU the game. Yeah is a little bit like the 2017 Auburn game in that – well, I think the Auburn game was a lot – this sounds dumb. but it's And I've said this after the game, though. That 2017 Auburn game was a lot closer than people realized. But they couldn't get the run yeah, game going two, in. They could have run against LSU and went away they, with they, it. I mean, I there, was, there was just two things that went wrong in that Auburn game, and that really changed the, the course of the game. And you Our never, return by Miko, the fumble there. Yeah, and, yeah. and then the um, – Roughing the uh, punter, I think. Yep. You never know what one play out of, you know, almost 200 plays will – or, well, maybe not 200, but that what will change a game or the game. And in this case, in those games, it was it was that. But, you know, there's been a lot of publicity. I mean, I was, we did a lot – a very long story on Jake. Sports Illustrated has done a very long story. You know, David, David Hale at ESPN did a very long story. You know, there's been plenty of uh, stuff on Jake and um, – We will, we will, he, his time to shine is now, man. I don't know why you're laughing. I mean, like, this is basically national championship or bust. Well, I think we can all agree yeah. there. But his job is going to be to put them in contention to win every game and lead them to a possible national championship. I don't think anyone's expecting him to put up Baker Mayfield type of numbers and right. push for the Heisman no. or anything like that. He can't, he can't, he's going to have a hard time out statisticking Trevor and Tua. But and I'll say this too, I would rather have him than Tua. I, I've said that a lot lately, but I, I I would. And that that those two games against Georgia when I was on the field, particularly the eighteen SEC championship game, changed my view of Tua, because when the bullets were flying for real, he had he had a hard time. Ten twenty five. I mean, was... He did not play well against Georgia in either game. In either game. Well, that go, second half coming back, he. No, no. Go, go look up the statistics. Go look up the statistics. They were not glare. They were not, you know, made the throws when they mattered. He made we, the one that mattered. Better than Jalen Hurts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. All right. That's all up. we got. All right. Go to dogpost.com. D a w g p o s t.com. Thanks for joining us uh, for another edition of Riding Home.